life gets in the way, things happen, we're all human beings and everything can't go perfect 100% of the time. But like, sometimes if you haven't meditated for a while or it's been a while since I've pulled a card, which sometimes happens, right? It's so easy to, you know, once you've officially like established that connection to your inner being um, in the beginning, and then when, when hard things happen, it's easy to get back to that, whether it's through five minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of meditation, you know, maybe, maybe doing it every other day if it's been a while since you've done it. Like it's so much, I find that even like when I've stopped meditating, if I start again, All mystics have a story of how they found their spiritual calling and how they continue to deepen their own spirituality and connection to the universe. Let us hear their stories so that we may be inspired to continue ours. Awakening Stories Welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. This is the Awakening Stories series, a place where we hold space for spiritual women to share their spiritual journeys and their spiritual lessons in a spiritual way, because <laughs> that's what we do here. Today, I'm joined by a gifted tarot reader named Victoria, and I am so excited we finally have been able to chat. I think the universe has been um, sending her a lot recently, which is quite exciting for her personally, but it's all in divine timing. So welcome to my show here, Victoria. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm glad we finally found the time to connect. So yes, me too. <laughs> yes, I know life has been um, crazy for you recently, but that's just what we do. It was all good things in the end, I think. Exactly. Awesome. So how about you tell us a little bit more about how your spiritual journey began and a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so um, my name is Victoria. Um, I um, consider myself a tarot reader, um, a writer, a variety of different things. Um, but as far as spirituality, um, I think I've always been a sort of spiritual person. When I was younger, obviously, like my family, we kind of went to church and did the whole, you know, traditional religion route. And I enjoyed that. Like I, I really, you know, connected with some of the things, including like music and like some of the sermons and things like that. But it wasn't until probably my freshman year of college, I started to get into a little bit more new age practices. Um, that was when I kind of found, um, uh, tarot cards. Um, and they really kind of opened my eye to, just like a different way of looking at sort of a connection to a greater being, right? You know, we, we we call it God, we call it the universe, like there are many different names for it. And so that was kind of my first time where I realized like, oh, this resonates, you know, now that I know what that term means, this resonates with me a lot more than some of the things I had learned before. And they're all still really connected to me or connected together. Um, but for some reason, the, the more new age practices resonated with me more. And so I got into tarot cards around my freshman year of college when my um, grandfather passed away. And um, it was a really rough time, obviously, like transitioning to college and then also having that sort of really big um, sort of traumatic event, you know, kind of happen in my life. And so um, I had found a lot of tarot readers on YouTube, which was very inspiring to me. Um, and I would watch them. Um, pretty frequently and just, I kind of started to learn the cards and then decided, oh, I think I'd like to do this myself. Like I'd like to see if 
you know, what it's like. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way about tarot cards. And I went out and I um, actually told my mom that we went to Barnes and Noble. I was like, buy me a deck because they say that you can't buy your own deck. And I've learned, I've learned yeah. everything. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. But well, that was nice of her. <laughs> I was like, you have to follow through the book. So I'm very different now. But um, and so I just kind of started playing around with the cards and learning and I started a journal. Um, and I have been doing tarot consistently since then, um, which has been almost six years now. So it's been a lot. Um, and I think the cards have really helped me. And since then, I've learned a lot of other things. I'm very into crystals and very into the law of attraction and kind of manifestation and just learning about um, more new age practices that really resonate with me. Um, I meditate a lot. So for me, it was kind of a gradual thing. So it started in church when I was younger, but all of that feeling that you get, you know, kind of, it, it kind of went with me. So Absolutely. I would say I've been on my spiritual journey all along, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I'm the very same way. Like my yeah. story is very similar. We, we went to church growing up um, and then I experienced a lot of loss and then I kind of gravitated towards the more new agey side of things, except for my tarot and crystals were flipped. I started with crystals oh. and went to tarot instead <laughs> yeah. of tarot then crystals. Yeah, so that's amazing. Um, do you do oracle cards too or do you have a preference for tarot? I do. I do Oracle cards too. I, um, I started with tarot and then I realized that Oracle cards are really good supplement. I consider them like an extra, like kind of icing on the cake. Um, however, I recently, I've been starting to work on my own tarot deck or not tarot, (gasps) Oracle deck. Um, starting with Oracle because I feel like tarot is a lot. So that I'm kind of getting into and then including my personal readings, which I started around, um, I think over a little bit over a year ago. Um, so I had read for myself a lot, um, but there reaches a point where you kind of have to branch out. So, um, but yeah. Oh my gosh. So much to unpack. What are you willing to share about your Oracle deck? I, yeah, I, it's really, really early stages. Um, I'm trying to make it a deck that obviously I personally would like, um, that resonates with me most importantly. And so I feel like if, if you can find something that resonates with you, it will obviously resonate with the other, the right people. Um, so for me, it's a combination of imagery and I'm really a word person, um, which I feel like with Oracle decks isn't necessarily as prominent, like imagery is a lot more big, um, Mm -hmm. among that circle. And so for me, I kind of would like to find a way to blend the two. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Oracle deck has a lot of words on it. Like a little, yeah. not like a poem, but it has like a little state state yeah. on there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so free- do you have a favorite tarot deck? I, mm, that is a good question. I, I know the, the golden question. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not gotten all of the ones that I'd like. Um, I tend to use my universal writer weight the most, mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like it's a good, like you're starting with the original symbology and the messages and you can kind of go from there. Um, but I also really enjoy the Lightseer's Tarot. Um, that is that is just the imagery on that one. I just cannot get over the colors. I'm a color person. So the colors are gorgeous. I just I love it. So I know I love tarot. It's so I love talking about tarot so much. Yeah. And um, I feel as though I want to share that I recently got a new tarot deck. Oh, yay. Here it is. It was using the, I was using it as a prop for my microphone, but yeah. Oh, the everyday witch. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so yes. cute and I just love it. But uh, yeah, I actually had two other decks before this that I felt as though I I recognize now that they didn't resonate with me because mm-hmm. I would try to pull a card and I felt like I had to search for the meaning a lot. Yeah. And I don't consider myself to be like a totally 
I know everything about every single card inside and out, right? But now I don't feel the need to like search other places for meaning with yeah. this deck. Like I look at it and I just know what it means. So I love is that, that how the Raider White is for you too? Yeah, that one, the Rider Waite is, I, I feel like I, I spent a lot of time early on, like, again, like I said, I started very rigid. I was like, this is the meaning. And I had a whole like sheet printed off with all of the keywords. And like, and then I started to realize, oh, you can kind of do this a little bit more intuitively. And that's when I started to break out into the decks that were a little bit different. Um, so for the Rider Waite, I like to use that sometimes like when I'm doing a first reading for people, if they've never gotten a tarot reading or interacted with a deck before, I'll use that because sometimes it can be just a good like basic deck. Um, and then sometimes I'll use it for me to go back to um, if I've been using the more like ethereal looking decks for a while and I need to just go back to basics. So yeah. Yeah. Strong foundation with the Raider White. Yeah. It's so interesting yeah. how it came about too. And it's, it is beautiful. Like it is yeah. the, the tarot deck, really gorgeous. Yeah. I love it. So <laughs> you mentioned um, once you started reading a little bit more intuitively, how did you realize that it was time to like not follow the book so much when it was, you gave yourself permission to, to branch out intuitively? I actually, it, it really helped for me reading for other people. Um, and like, cause it, it's so easy, especially when you're reading for yourself to kind of shuffle the cards, have them come out and look at them and be like, okay, what does this mean for me? And like, especially because it's a very personal, like, you're reading for yourself. And so since then I've learned that like, it's easier to shuffle cards for yourself and then sort of, I I'm very, I'm a very talkative person. I like, I, like I said, I like words. So like sometimes when you're reading for yourself, you'll shuffle the cards and you'll just sit there in silence and look at them. And for me, that doesn't really, I feel like messages can kind of flow through me when I'm speaking. And so I felt like when I started to read for other people, um, even just like close family members, close friends early on, not paid readings, just kind of like, hey, you know, would you like me to do a tarot reading? Um, that's when it kind of started to flow a little bit better. And I was able to find more of the stories to build along with each of the cards rather than looking at each of the cards in their own individual context. Um, and I started to see more patterns. I started to look at them in different ways when I was talking out loud to somebody else than I would if I was by myself. Um, so I just felt like it, almost like it was just a more interactive experience rather than just we're gonna we're gonna throw out cards and just look at them on a table. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Definitely uh I'm sure it helped get rid of some of the biases too, because I felt all the same things when I started pulling cards for other people and for my community. Whereas like now I it's easy to decide what the card means for yourself. Right. right. But when you go, oh I'm reading for an audience of like five hundred people, what does this mean for the collective? So that's kind of the yeah. fun though. It never stops. Yeah. And I definitely feel like my favorite thing is to read for strangers. Like I have a lot of close friends that get like consistent readings with me, but my favorite thing is to read for somebody who's just like, I've never met before. Um, we don't really have any sort of connection. And then to find those, those things that pop up and the messages that come through and they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, they know, you know, it's not me. It's, it's the cards, it's the universe. It's, it was meant for you, you know? And so right. those are the really magical experiences that are typically my favorite readings. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. And it's validating too, yeah. to have those messages come through. Yeah. So that's excellent. I love tarot. And, and I love how it just kind of evolved over time with you in a really natural way. So mm -hmm. But for some people who started off in like the church setting and they want to explore something like tarot, it's very, you don't talk about it, right? <laughs> so was, was that your experience or was everyone kind of accepting? 
I, um, most people around me were accepting. I, it's, um, especially during my freshman year of college, I had some people who were more um, very like traditional church people that I was around. And when I started to do it, they were a little bit sort of like uneasy because um, it is very, you know, people think when they think of tarot, they think of the tower and they think of the devil and they think that it's more of like a, I think the word divination with tarot can sometimes get mixed up and people think of it as like a fortune telling thing. Like I know what you're going to do tomorrow by pulling these cards. And to me, it's not necessarily that it's more of a, it's a reflection. It's a personal reflection. It's a, sometimes I think of it as like a life audit. You know, if you're going to sit down and look at the cards, you know, where am I now? Here's my energy here. Where can I go from here? And so once I started to work with them more, I think people are also, most people I've met have this like sort of secret interest in it. Like they think it's very, mysterious and they want to know more. And so those are the people that I love talking to because they'll be like, so, you know, what, what does this mean? You know, I, and I saw this thing on the internet and what does that mean? And then I'll, they slowly sort of got used to it and were introduced to it more. Um, so I feel like people, most people, even the ones that were very kind of very traditional religion, religious people in my life, they sort of still were a little bit open to it. Because, um, you know, you see somebody out there shuffling cards and it's supposed to tell you something about your life. You're typically going to be, it's like astrology. People just want to know more about themselves. And I feel like tarot helps them do that. So. Absolutely. I love how you described it as a life audit because that's exactly what it is. Yes. All we're doing is telling the story of your current path. Yes. Which can change yeah. at any time. True. Yeah. Because there are times too, especially with the cards, I feel like they can tell you what to do, but ultimately, like, you know, you do have the power to change that path. You know, if you see it going somewhere where you don't necessarily want it to, it's a reflection to say, hey, I'd like to not maybe go that way. What if we do this? And sometimes you'll see the cards change. Like I've had many times in my life where I've been pulling cards and they typically will will tell, you know, I had one time where it was like, you need to stop talking to this person. You need to, you know, not cut this friend out of your life, but detach from this toxic person. And I refused to listen. I was like, I'm just not, no, like they're my friend. We'll, we'll get over it. And I was just pulling the same cards over and over and over. And I started to get frustrated. And I was like, why can't you just give me different? And I was using many different decks. It was the same cards. And then finally, and I knew deep down I needed to. And then finally I did. And all of a sudden I started getting different cards and I was like, well, I guess... <laughs> I guess yep. I should have listened to you in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I've been there where you're like, I pulled this card like six times in the last two months. No, <laughs> it is kind of hard though. Cause when you kept, keep getting the same messages over and over and you want to ignore it, mm -hmm. you just can't, you're not meant to ignore it. Yeah. That's why you keep getting the same messages. <laughs> and I find as well, when I first started doing tarot readings for the collective, like and posting them publicly, I noticed I was getting a lot of the same suits. Um, like I pull coins almost every time because mm -hmm. I, I feel as though we're kind of going through that sort of thing as a collective. And yeah, it's just because we it illustrates that you need to keep doing it. Not that your deck isn't shuffled correctly or anything. Right. It's just you still have messages and things that you need to heed. Yes. So that's kind of fun. Frustrating fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you pull cards every day? I um, try to do like a personal card for myself every morning, um, not necessarily every day, um, sometimes when I'm feeling the need for extra guidance. Um, I tend to do like I like to do the pick a card readings on my Instagram stories. Um, yeah, those and are fun. I, I like those. Yeah, those are really fun. And I like those too. And I feel like people like them because they're a little bit more interactive rather than 
um, you know, it gives you a little bit more autonomy in the reading, even though we're, you know, not physically connected. Um, so I like doing those. Um, I, yeah, I'll typically pull a card every day, every other day, um, especially when I need a lot of guidance. Sometimes I'll pull from like many different decks and I'll do like a mini reading um, for myself. Or I also watch a lot of tarot readers on YouTube and I feel like some of them I really, really resonate with. It's been um, there have been times where I've gotten chills and I'm like, how did they know? <laughs> and I just feel like there's certain messages meant for certain people. And so that's how I feel a connection with them. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. It's beautiful and validating for them yes. too. And that's so cool. So uh, then what kind of are your spiritual non-negotiables? What sort of daily spiritual practice do you have then? Meditation has become really huge for me. Um, I feel sometimes even if I'm not going to do a reading, meditation is so important to just be able to like check in and connect with yourself. So I do that daily um, along with journaling. I'm really big on journaling, whether it be making lists or sometimes doing automatic writing, letting things channel through me into a journal um, or even just getting getting something down on paper. That's really important to me um, and checking my horoscope every day. But who else yeah. doesn't? <laughs> yeah, fun. Do you look for your sun sign or your rising sign? I look for my sun sign because I'm, I, I'm a Sagittarius sun and moon. So usually okay. the messages are pretty on point. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Oh man, a Sagittarius sun and moon. Yeah. And wow. Aries rising, so lots of fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then, okay. So then when things are changing, they are changing yes. immediately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you you probably also, if I had to guess, resonate with a lot of people, like large groups of people tend to gravitate yeah. towards you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty introverted person, um, except for when I get to know people, then I'm very, I'm very extroverted. I, I'm, I like to be around people. And I like to yeah. talk. So. <laughs> Excellent. Lots of fire. Love it. I love it. So um, meditation you mentioned, and you don't pull a card every day, but most days in journaling. Uh, what about like throughout the day? Like, do you ever feel the need to like pull a card for a situation? Like, oh, this is really help. Here you go. Here's a card. How does yes. that help you? Yeah, that, that, that has happened many a time because sometimes in the morning like you may not feel that you need it but then around the afternoon you're like things feel wacky like what is going on and sometimes I'll go and pull one I got a deck recently that um is a very like yes or no oriented deck which I don't typically um I don't typically go for um but sometimes it's nice just to get a little like quick punchy you know yes you're on the right track no you know, steer course or something like that. So um, those have been really helpful. And typically I'll go to Oracle decks for those. Like if I do just need mm -hmm. like a quick message or just something to kind of help me through, I'll pull an Oracle card. Um, or sometimes even if I'm looking for like a message for the year, I'll pull an Oracle card just to give me a general like energy or a vibration or something that gives me a good well-rounded. Because sometimes tarot is very story-based. It's very like a specific situation, unless you're pulling several. So if I need one card, sometimes I'll pull an Oracle card in the middle of the day. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Spiritual pick-me-up for sure. Yeah. Um, is Do you carry a deck with you then? 
I, so I actually got this mini um, Rider weight. They had it at my local metaphysical store and it's this like, it's actually so tiny. It's probably about this big. And the cards, like you can barely shuffle them like with your fingers. And I keep it, um, I keep it in my purse just because I'm like, someday I'll be at a brewery and somebody will want to card. And so I keep it with me as like just a little reminder, but I don't keep a physical deck with me. Um, I just keep that little one with me. It's just a, it's just a little small reminder. I keep my, my decks all typically on like I don't know if you can see my book oh yeah there you are <laughs> um and I like to keep them organized in their original boxes and oh yeah little home. <laughs> that's okay the mini Rider weight deck sounds adorable it sounds so helpful <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very like perfect for kitchen yep. table out yep. and about sort of thing yeah because I mean like the big box I just showed you I'm not lugging that anywhere oh, yeah. Yeah. huge and you're like this is not portable <laughs> I know. So when you are on in the market for a new deck, what do you look for in, in a deck? How do you know that it resonates? Yes, I've there actually there have been decks recently that I purchased that they 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 interested me before. And then when I got them, like I, I just hadn't really connected with them. And sometimes it takes time. Um, sometimes it takes just like shuffling them in your spare time or some people sleep with them under their pillow or even just using them more in readings um, just to kind of like break them in, I like to say. Um, but most of the time, like I obviously I have like wish lists, but typically when I when I feel it's time for a new deck, I'll go through and whichever one really just kind of fits the theme of what I'm going through at the time. Or like if like I said before, if I if I feel like I'm missing something, especially because I do readings for other people, like I said, sometimes I want like a quick punchy one. I'll look for a deck that kind of fits that, that might fill that gap that I might have. Um, like I know recently I realized I don't really have a lot of love decks, which is so strange because most people that's like the biggest question they ask in readings. And especially when you're giving readings for other people, if you don't have that kind of, you can obviously read for a love reading from any deck but sometimes it's nice to just have that extra one that gives a little bit more um rounded out a little bit better so for sometimes sure. i'll look for what i'm missing sometimes i'll look for just what interests me and what i'm like oh that one's very pretty and i feel like i would like that and it would be good for these type of readings um, but it just depends on the situation for sure do you let your clients pick their decks or do you just that is a good question. I do not currently. Um, sometimes what I will do before reading is I will I will lay out my kind of spread. I have like a silk cloth and like my crystals and my candle and I'll cleanse the space. And then typically I will meditate over the question that they've asked me or the general. Um, sometimes a lot of people just want general readings. Like, what do I need to know? Um, and I'll just kind of try to channel the person, um, whether, and especially if it's a stranger, sometimes I'll just think of their name and just meditate on that. And then from there go and choose the decks. Um, and I felt that that works very well for me. However, recently I did a reading for a friend and they wanted to um, choose their own deck. And I was like, let's go ahead, let's try it. And then I tried it with another person. So that might be something I incorporate in the future. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think I'm a one deck pony. Like you if you get a reading really? from me, you get the, the everyday witch. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. That's just because that's what resonates with me personally. Mm -hmm. So I just like hearing other people's perspectives yeah. and how they do things and how they work with their clients, which I think is fun. I always like knowing that sort of thing. And it's also helpful for the clients too, to know what their options are for sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Do you have any other sort of modalities that you do other than tarot reading? Um, I do tarot, obviously meditation. Um, I have a lot of crystals. I have them all color coded. Um, and I like to work with those. 
<laughs> when I um, when I feel like the need to, obviously, like that's the other part of the reading too. When I meditate, I'll pull specific crystals that I feel like would resonate with the person or the reading or the question. Um, so I tend to use crystals in that sense, obviously carrying them around whenever I go. I do take crystals with me, not the tarot decks, but I do take crystals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, a requirement in order to be yeah. a part of the spiritual community. Yeah. Yes. Have, have them like clicking around in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then forget what is that? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try really hard not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't carry the water soluble crystals in my pocket. Yes, that's oh, that's smart. That's smart. You're already <laughs> you're already doing better than I am. Because um, how devastation? How much devastation would that cause? You know. Yes. Like, oh no, I washed my crystal now. It's nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, crystals and then um obviously just like um like sound frequencies I've been into a lot. I don't necessarily like do any sort of spell work. Um I I was sort of learning more about that and getting into that for a while, but I don't um that's another thing too. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you read tarot cards and you like crystals, you're a witch. And I'm like, I'm not necessarily a person who likes to put like labels on things, you know? And so I, I tend to think of it all encompassed under the term spirituality for me. And so, um, like a lot of people, you know, I'll buy spell candles, but I won't necessarily use them for spells. I'll use them just to kind of set an intention or something like that. Um, and so for me, it's just, I, I feel, um, Sometimes people can put things in boxes and they can be very rigid about spirituality. Um, and I just feel like whatever works for you, right? Like as, as long as you're not like appropriating somebody's culture or something like that. But as long as it works for you and it resonates with you, I feel like that is what makes it so important. And so a lot of people will go online and they'll, you know, Google how, how do I get into spirituality? What do I do? And they'll st start to follow things by the book like I originally did. But I think it just takes time to kind of start to learn what exactly fits with you, right? Like if you feel like, you know, um, prayer is important to you, um, to whatever being, if you feel like candle work is just like your thing and that's what you like to do, go for it. You know, it's whatever resonates with you more than others. Um, and I think there are a lot of, um, different modalities. Um, but I just also feel like you can incorporate some into one another. Like it doesn't have to be necessarily, okay, I go do my crystal work and then I go do my tarot work. Like they can be intertwined, um, if that makes sense. It does. I totally agree that there's, I mean, you can't really read your tarot cards without having a candle lit or without cleansing right. the space <laughs> or without your crystals nearby. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. They're definitely not meant to be separate. And um, I was very similar. I used to learn about, or I wanted to learn more about spells and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. And until I realized that that's just not how I connect, like I don't like the, the limiting practices of I need all these things in order to set this particular intention when yes. I feel as like I'm definitely more energetic where I just set the intention and it just goes out right obviously I love a good candle or I will do a little <laughs> ritual I do enjoy rituals but they're a ritual isn't the same as a spell just right right but yes. yeah I know yeah. and I, I love the label witch like everyday witch like I, I like yes. to call myself a witch even though I definitely do not cast spells yes <laughs> I, I have in the past and it was fun but I don't think it was I don't think I was taking the right approach yeah, you know I mean? it, no. it is very like, um, 
almost like a recipe um, and it's very involved. And so a lot of people feel like, oh, I can't get into spirituality if I don't have, you know, the candle and the oil and then I have to roll it in the herbs and then I have to do this. And it's like, if you can't do that, like, don't feel like you have to, you know, like light the candle and you set, like you said, you set the intention that comes from you in the universe, not necessarily any specific tangible tools that we have, even though those are, those are nice, you know, they are nice and they're fun and they look pretty. Exactly. And they're like, you know, there are some people who that's the thing, like that's just what they do is setting to set intentions. They do spells, which is fun. I mean, you do it. I'll like your photos on Instagram, but that definitely does not really work for me. Like I'll do an altar and I do sound healing as well. And that is about the extent of my witchiness. I'll wear a hat. I have a cute little witch hat that I'll wear. (laughs) Like I can't do um, like, especially like full moon rituals and things like that. I have things that I do, but I don't necessarily go full out. Like I cannot stand taking baths. I will not ever be able to do like a ritual bath. I've tried. It doesn't work for me. I can't say the same. That's like my favorite thing. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I I, like I said, I'll like your photos on Instagram. I love the the rose petals and the herbs in the water, but I'm like, that's I cannot. (laughs) Right, right. You do you, boo. Yeah, Yeah. and people tend to overcomplicate things a lot. Like I, every new and full moon, I post a ritual on my Mm -hmm. account, but it's meant to. You're it's a card reading and then it's a meditation and it's a journaling and that's always what yeah. it is and that's always what I've always done there's really I don't even think I light a candle the last couple of times yeah. I did that so if you can if you want to but they don't have to be complicated and I don't right. want people to put themselves in that box like you said mm-hmm. yeah I feel the same way about tarot cards too like when I do readings for other people I like to have a space but sometimes like if I need a card in the middle of the day I'll just take three deep breaths do a little bit of breath work and then pull a card and figure out the intentions, kind of let that settle in and then go about my day. And sometimes that can take like four or five minutes and that's all you need. Um, right. Absolutely. Cause the intention and the message is no less powerful. Yes. Right. Exactly. The bells and whistles are, that's all they are. Yeah. Bells and whistles. Sometimes they are literal bells and whistles. <laughs> yes. If you're doing sound healing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what does the term spiritual awakening mean to you? Um, that's interesting because I actually did a lot of research on that within like the past, probably last January, past year. Um, I got really into it and I felt like I was going through a really rough time. Um, and it was, you know, at first I thought it was just, oh, it's just life. It's a very rough time. And then it kind of started to evolve. And I was like, oh, and doing a lot of research on spiritual awakenings, it's exactly what it felt like I was going through. Um, But it kind of, it didn't make sense to me though, because I was also like, well, I felt like I went through that earlier, you know, when I had found tarot and I was having that rough time. And so for me, I think people can think of it in a very linear way. Like there's one point in your life and then it happens. Um, But I also just think like, sometimes you can have a point in your life where you feel like you're going through a spiritual awakening then maybe you kind of work your way through it. You feel great. And then maybe something else happens. Like it's not necessarily a, it's a, not a linear path. Like it's, it's an up and down. And so um, I don't think it necessarily is like a specific point or like you wake up one day and you have an aha moment. Some people do have that. And I think that that's great. But I also think that we are human beings having a spiritual or we're spiritual beings having a human experience and the human experience is all up and down. Like I am not a spiritual person 100% of the time. We're not walking around, you know, as living Buddhas as much as we would like to be, right? People make us angry, things happen, um, people get sick, um, you have, you know, 
stress in your life. And so I think that having a spiritual awakening is almost like learning how to use those things that help you connect back to yourself in the hard moments, right? Like what, when you're having a hard time, what brings you back to that inner being, the the enlightened being that you would like to be? And so for me, I think you can have little spiritual awakenings throughout your day, throughout your month, throughout your life, right? Like as soon as you're able to come back to that space and feel that feeling again, then you feel reconnected and you feel like you can go about. So like I said, I think it's like a roller coaster. Um, I think that there are moments where you definitely have a changing or like a kind of like a switch where you start to learn about these things. But I think these things are accessible to people all the time, right? Like I tell people all the time, everyone is a psychic being. Like, like just because I read tarot cards and I've connected with them and it's because I've put in the time and the practice and the connection with them, you can do it too. Anyone can do it. It's not like we're all, we're all spiritual beings. We all have that inside of us. It's just weeding away all of the life around it, um, the human stuff um, to get to kind of the root of it. Um, so I think everyone can have a spiritual awakening. It's just a matter of connecting to your your inner self, right? Coming back to that point of attraction of, I am a light being and I have the power to do this. Um, at least that's what it means to me. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. I love that you said that we can have like mini spiritual awakenings throughout the day or the month or the year. And it, can, it, it does contribute to the ultimate goal, air quotes, of personal growth and spiritual growth. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like the universe gives you tests, right? Like, oh, yeah. or not tests, but, you know, as, you know, they mention in the law of attraction, Abraham Hicks, I'm a really big fan of mm-hmm. um, Abraham Hicks. And they say, you know, obviously it's just contrast, right? And when you're rooting through that, then you can get to, you know, the good stuff. And so, um, and it's also learning how to look at the world in that way, right? Like, this is not happening to me. It's happening for me. And I say that all the time, um, especially when things are really rough. And I think having that mindset switch is what kind of helps you get into a more spiritual attitude mindset throughout the day. Um, even I totally agree because the victim mentality of this is happening to me, that doesn't serve anybody. And it's, that's just not how the universe works. The universe isn't punishing. There's, that's not how karma works either. It's just a reaction. It's happening for you or by you, maybe, whatever mm-hmm. works for you. But yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. I love that you brought that up. That's very true. <laughs> it's, it's hard for people to grasp, though, because there's a certain element of taking responsibility for, um, because yeah. you can't be a victim and responsible at the same time, right? So if I say this is not happening to me, that means and that infers the fact that I had a role to play and I don't right. want to play a role in my own trauma. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to ignore it, but you can't yeah. do that forever. Exactly. Yeah. That's and it's also, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So what has surprised you the most as you traveled along your spiritual journey? What has surprised me the most? I would say how easy it is to like come back to it at times. Like, like I said, life gets in the way, things happen. We're all human beings and everything can't go perfect a hundred percent of the time. But like, sometimes if you haven't meditated for a while, or it's been a while since I've pulled a card, which sometimes happens, right? It's so easy to, you know, 
once you've officially like established that connection to your inner being um, in the beginning, and then when when hard things happen, it's easy to get back to that, whether it's through five minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of meditation, you know, maybe, maybe doing it every other day. If it's been a while since you've done it, like it's so much, I find that even like when I've stopped meditating, if I start again, how fast you get back into that space of like, oh yeah, like things are okay. I am okay. We are, I'm in the present moment. And I also think it's surprising how easy it is for everybody to tap into this. Like no one, like just because I read tarot cards or I meditate doesn't mean I hold the secrets of the universe, but my gosh, the more you do it, you kind of feel like you do. And so I just wish more people could like understand how easy it is to tap into that part of yourself when you're intentional about it, when you're, when you're allowing yourself to be in that space of not thinking, you know, cause sometimes, you know, that's the block of like, oh, meditation is woo woo or tarot cards are, you know, a little bit too much for me. It's like, that's fine. But if you can just take time for yourself to connect, um, even if it's being out in nature, just something like that, it's so easy to connect and start a spiritual journey if you've never been on one, because it's around us. Like I said, we're spiritual beings in a human universe. Like you have that power to connect. Everybody does. Um, and then I guess the other thing that surprises me is how much more there is to learn. Like I have not learned everything. There is an endless amount of stuff to learn, um, but which makes me happy because I'm, I love to learn. So, yes, I agree with all that. First off, I love learning as well. So it is, it's exciting to think about the fact that there's always something else, you know, there's always something deeper, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's the way like that with astrology as well. Tarot, yes. there's always more symbols. There's yeah. always deeper <laughs> astrology. There's always more layers to uncover. Yeah, I loved all of that. Beautifully said. I don't want to repeat because you already said it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you tell your younger self about your spiritual awakening? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, I would say that well, first of all, I remember when I was really young, I used to believe in fairies. Like I, there was a book series around that time that came out and it had to do with fairies. And like, I would go out into the backyard and I was just like, this is so real. Like, how does nobody understand how real this is? And like, I had a lot of people like kind of chew me down about it. Like it's a book, like don't get too carried away. And like, I just wish I could tell my younger self, like keep believing in things like that because A, they are real and B, you're going to have this moment of connection that you have when you have that feeling when you're reading those books later on in your life. And so I guess that's what I would tell my younger self is that. And sometimes I think spirituality too, like we can only connect it with crystals or things like that. But I, I was a kid when I was younger, I loved books. I loved reading. I loved writing. And that was, I feel like books too are a very spiritual experience, right? Like you are reading a story on a page that only exists on a page and you're creating it in your mind, you're creating it in your being. You know, we cry when we read a book. Like how how crazy is that, right? Like it's just words on a page and we're having an emotional response about it because things that happen in your mind can become real. And so for me, like, I think all of that sort of contributed to my spiritual journey as I got older. And so I guess I would just tell my younger self, like, keep believing, keep being inspired um, and passionate about things. I love your name, spiritually inspired. Oh, like that thanks. inspiration is, is what drives the world. Like, right. If I we agree. didn't have art and we didn't have things that give us that fill our spirit, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have 
a great time here. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Two follow-up questions. Normally that's my last question, but now I have two <laughs> extra for you. Okay. One, what is the name of that book series? I need to know. Do you know? Yes, it was the Spiderwick Chronicles. They made a very bad movie about it, um, but the books were the books were fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, because that's like my age group that I love to read, like fantasy oh, okay, stories okay. about. Um, and second, do you work with fairies now? Are you part of? Are you connected to the fae realm? I do not. Um, I've I've heard uh, conflicting things about the fae realm. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, fairies can be kind of tricky sometimes. Um, I do work with. Um, I have a fairy oracle deck that I absolutely love. It was it was my first oracle deck actually, um, and I've connected so well to that that deck. It's like completely worn out. It's got like rips on the side. So that is one of my favorite ones. So I feel like that kind of was like the gateway into I was like oh a fairy deck and so I think it just is a good connection between that um but yeah I love fairies yeah fairies are our tricksters yes. I definitely <laughs> gotta be careful <laughs> amazing maybe we'll talk about fairies in a, in a future episode because that's a yes. whole that's a whole podcast it is talking it about is. the fae realm yeah, and like you said there's a lot of conflicting information yeah but it's fun a lot of research to do on fairies <laughs> Absolutely. So we're not going to tackle that today. We'll do that next time. <laughs> so how about we take a minute to let us know where we can find you, how we can book a reading with you. What do we do to get connected to Victoria? Yes. Yeah. So you can find me on um, vidrology.com. Um, and you can also find me at vidrology on Instagram. Um, Instagram is mainly where I've been posting now. Um, for me, it's um, I post a lot about high vibe living. So obviously wellness is really important to me, um, spirituality and just general all around positivity. Um, so it's a very happy place for me um, to post and go to. So if you want to see um, a lot of my uh, like daily tarot card pulls or some daily guidance, typically on my Instagram, stories is where you can find that. Um, and then if you're interested in booking a reading, you can go to vidrology.com um, and there is a tab for tarot readings and that has all the instructions for you to follow um, and choose your type of reading. I offer um, video readings and written readings um, so you can get one or the other recorded video readings. Um, so I'll record it and then um, send it along to you. Um, but yeah. Oh, and also I have my, sorry, I have my oh. newsletter. Um, I love my newsletter, the Life Spark newsletter um, that gets sent out every other Thursday. Um, and I've started to do some tarot um, guidance in those as well. And typically that includes just some of my favorite things, um, general inspiration, quotes, um, lots of lots of goodies in there. It's not a waste of your time to read. So Definitely you can not. sign up for that on my website as well. Yes, as you should. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on here. I'm so glad we finally connected. It was definitely well worth the wait. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>